This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, pastor here at Radio Mission, where the gospel goes out on a daily basis over the Trailblazer broadcast. Every Sunday over the Voice of Truth broadcast, we have about 100 stations there. If you write me or look on our website, radiomissions.org, and then I would like to hear from you. I give you my phone number off quite often, and it's air code 225-664-8658. We hear the Trailblazer here at the office every morning at 845, and folks call me right at 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. I'll be here, and I'll be glad to talk with you. You tell me what the Lord's doing for you, how the Lord has blessed you, and then tell me that you're praying for me. I love to get your phone calls and letters in the mail and uh, helping me with the broadcast if you can. But we're looking back at our study there. Got Kind of got off of it last in, yesterday in our last study. And we saw there where uh, Eve had taken of the forbidden fruit and had eaten of it. And uh, we saw what a, what, a, what, a, what a terrible night they spent uh, after they had sinned. But listen, listen. The dawn of a new day rose up. And they found themselves hidden behind the fig leaves. Folks call it fig leaves. I don't know if the Bible says fig. But it was some kind of bushes. And they thought from the presence of God they were hidden, trying to make themselves aprons of those leaves to cover their naked body from which the glory of God had departed. Now, I've had folks ask me, Pastor, what, what were they clothed with before they ate of the forbidden fruit? They were clothed with the glory of God. There was no sin. There was no shame, nothing. But when they partook of the forbidden fruit, that glory left them, and they knew that they were naked, each one of them blaming the other for their fall, both of them unrepentant. What a picture of a wrecked home. Do you ever see a home like that, my friend? I've often made this statement here. You know, we found we find that about half of the marriages now only last five years or less. And I tell my folks here, pleading with them to, to trust the Lord, to, to, to make sure they uh, who they marry and where they marry before they marry and make sure they're not unequally yoked with unbelievers. But when they, when they come into problems and disputes like happen in the home, I find that most of those things would be settled if one of them or both of them would say, Darling, I'm sorry. Sugar, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I said what I did. I'm sorry I did. And folks don't say that. Folks don't, they don't take the blame for nothing. You know, you've never taken the blame for your sin. Have you ever told the Lord, Lord, I can, I, I'm sinful. I'm sinful. I'm a sinful wreck, Lord. Have you ever said that? Have you ever taken the blame? You're to blame, my friend. You're to blame for your sin. I'm not to blame for your sin. The pastor's not to blame for your sin. Your wife's not to blame for your sin, my man. The Lord's not to blame. Now, I wonder how many homes this message is going into that have been wrecked by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And I'll tell you, and I'm going to tell you some more about our homes a little later on, about the things that I understand now they have on the television that comes into many of our homes. It's basically filled with with nudity and, and the lust of the flesh and the implications that loose living is all right Wife swapping is all right. They they give our they give our young people that that seemingly know no better the impression that all of that is okay. They just swap wives. And I'm talking about in those reality shows and sitcoms that they do, and those things influence our children. And then 
Here in the South, we have the casinos where they have live entertainment along with all of the gambling. And the, the, the women are, are uh, have those what they call pole dancing and take the clothes off in front of a bunch of men. All of those things are available now on the TV and in movies, and they, they influence our families, my friend. So I asked you, I asked you, how many homes this morning, tonight, are wrecked like by that? Sin has entered uh, your home, many of our homes, in the form of drink. Drinking is, is so widespread now. Our, our, our children, uh, our young men and women are drinking, uh, have these uh, uh, ba- parties, bachelor parties and fraternity and sorority parties now where the wine, liquor flows like water, my friend. And listen, listen, what about the love of money? What about the love of pleasure? We are a pleasure-mad nation, my friend. America is a pleasure-mad nation. There's no happiness and no joy. We don't, we don't have families that are happy as a rule. Those homes are broken, on the verge of being broken. And what a sight that Adam and Eve found on the dawn of a new day. They were, they were naked. They saw, them day, they saw themselves naked. Now let's notice. We're going to notice how the Lord restored this first home. We see Adam and his wife hidden there. They thought they, thought they were hidden. I, I want to make this, make this uh, statement. The Lord sees you as you are, where you are, wherever you are. You can't hide from the Lord. The, li- the Bible says his eyes run to and fro. The Lord knows your heart. If you're interested in your soul, the Lord knows it. If you're sincere about being saved, the Lord knows it. But just so, if you're complacent, oh, well, not now. Like the, like the Roman governor told the Apostle Paul, said, come back at a more convenient season. Did you know it won't ever be a more convenient season, my friend? But the Lord knows those things. So they thought they were hidden from, uh, from the Lord in, in the trees, impenitent. Hating the presence of God. You say, how did they hate the presence of God? I know it because they ran. As soon as the glory of the Lord departed them, they saw themselves naked and they ran. Are you running from the Lord? We have folks under this ministry. First Baptist Church of Algiers, Radio Missions, Old Trailblazer broadcast. We have folks who tell me they want to be saved. Maybe that's you. And yet they're running from the Lord. Running from the Lord. Running from the Lord. Finding something else to do when the service comes on. Finding something else to do on Sunday morning instead of gathering together where the saints gather. Finding something else to do in prayer time when we have prayer time here at the, at the church or at the office. Oh, my friend, listen. So the Lord God of heaven came walking in the garden of the cool of the day. Isn't that a gracious thought? The Lord God of heaven. Have you ever thought about the awesomeness of God? The majesty of God? The powerfulness of God who spoke the worlds into existence? Who rolled the stars and the planets off of his fingertips? Who keeps them in orbit day by day by the word of his power? Do you ever think about those things? Or... Do you imagine God as being some little tin soldier God standing on the highway of time wringing his hands that somebody might make a decision for Jesus? Don't do that, my friend. 
Don't do that. Fall on your face confessing. Oh, Lord, forgive me of my, my misinterpretation of who God is and what glory he has. But here he comes now. Listen. So the Lord God came walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they heard the voice of Jehovah God. They heard his voice. Have you ever heard his voice? Not an audible voice. Not an audible voice. And here in his word, Holy Bible, that's the word of God. That's the only connection you have with the Lord is his word. Now, if you're hearing voices, it's not the Lord. It's Satan. You seeing a light in the corner of your room at night? That's Satan. You seeing a, a, a floating over your bed at night? That's Satan, my friend. He whispers in your ear this and that and the other. That's Satan, my friend. The Lord God of heaven has not spoken audibly to one soul since the day that he closed the canon of the scriptures, talking to, talking to John there on the Isle of Patmos. He has not spoken to one soul, but they heard his voice here. They said they heard his voice in the cool of the day. Now, let me call your attention to that expression, the Lord God. If you notice in your Bible, the word Lord is always spelled with a capital L, L, capital O, capital R, and capital D. It's a translation of the word Jehovah. Used here in this relationship, Lord God, Jehovah God, and it means a covenant God. And so Jehovah Jesus approached them on covenant grounds to call them under repentance. The Lord's calling on you, my friend, to come to Christ. Listen. And so the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? The Lord knew where they were. It wasn't that he didn't know. And they came forth, saying, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And I want you to notice now in closing how definitely, tenderly, positively, Jehovah Jesus spoke to Adam and asked a question. Who told you? Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? That's what the Lord asked him. Let me, let me read that to you again. Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? I want you to notice. I want you to notice now. Take, take notice. In his unrepentant state, Adam answered Jehovah God. We're going to look at that in our next lesson, but I'll just read another sentence or two there. What Adam said, this has been our trouble for a long time, not taking the blame. The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. Now, my friend, I asked you earlier, have you ever taken the blame for your sin? Have you ever taken the blame, husband, woman, wife? Have you ever taken the blame? Children, have you ever taken the blame? You're to blame. You're to blame. Now, I'm not to blame for your sin. The pastor's not to blame for your sin. The church is not to blame. The Lord's not to blame. You're to blame. And I told you, many, many of our homes, the vast majority where they've been wrecked, all because nobody took the blame. 
Nobody took the blame. And that's what's wrong with this world today. We won't take the blame. Ask the Lord to give you grace to take the blame, my friend. What a day it'll be when you acknowledge that you're to blame to your, to your, to your Lord. Lord, I'm to blame. I'm the sinner, Lord. I'm the one. I'm the one who helped nail the Lord to the cross. That was mine. You say, oh, I didn't have it. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Every one of us is guilty of the death of Christ because our sins put him there. Yours and mine, my friend. But the Lord is here dealing with Adam and Eve in kindness and gentleness and and, and positively uh, approaching them to deal with them. And they, they begin to shirk the blame. They didn't want they didn't want to take the blame. They didn't want to take the blame. I praise the Lord. He gave me grace one day to take the blame. And I pray that he'll give you grace. Oh, my friend, go out behind the barn there and take the blame. Go out there in the cotton patch and take the blame somewhere, wherever. But the old trailblazer is running out of time. Be back tomorrow and bring you another message. We're going to look there at how the Lord dealt with Adam and Eve so kindly there in the garden. Preach the gospel to them. That's the first gospel message ever was preached in there in the garden. Remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer, post office box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my website, radiomissions.org. Goodbye, and may God bless you.